name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today we are celebrating, uh, one remembering St. Gregory Palamas, whose Sunday it is, the second Sunday of Lent, but also we've uh, moved the feast of the Annunciation to this day as well. So we're celebrating both St. Gregory and uh, the Annunciation today. Part of the reason for this is that I love to go up to see Father Lawrence on Sunday, uh, I mean on Monday for his feast, and so uh, it's a selfish thing for me to do. <laughs> but you get to celebrate it here, so thanks be to God for that. So um, today is revealed the mystery that is from all eternity. The Son of God becomes the Son of Man the plan of God before all time. Um, the great story um, to help illustrate this kind of eternal destiny of this moment um, that the whole Father, Son, Holy Spirit were in heaven and the Father was speaking to the Son and saying, um, you know, we are about to uh, embark on creation. And uh, we need to you need to understand here that uh, as we move forward here, uh, you're going to have to uh, suffer because man is going to fall from, from paradise. And uh, the son said, I'm willing to do that. And the father said, let there be light. So we see that this moment is an eternal moment. The Lord knew these things. He's, he's omnipotent. He's all-knowing. He knows these things. And so the virgin's life was a life of preparation. This moment isn't he just came down and picked a woman. She was prepared from the beginning. Uh, one of the beautiful hymns is that he restores the fallen Adam and uh, 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 lifts, the, lifts Eve from her tears. So even that, we see this moment coming together that uh, the, the Son of God is becoming the Son of Man in the womb of the Virgin. A plan from the beginning. Uh, the uncontainable is going to be contained in the womb of the Virgin. And this act is for us. God has done this for us, for our salvation. So, a couple things that happen in this, and I think I would just want to reflect on them. One is that in this moment, in this God becoming man, uh, in the womb of the virgin, all of mankind is sanctified. That's why we say today is revealed the mystery that is from all eternity. The salvation has come to mankind in the womb of the virgin. The small... Christ becomes small so we can become great. He becomes lowly so we can become holy. He becomes mortal so we can become immortal. Very powerful when we see this. And in our baptism, we are united to Christ, to this Christ, and we um, find ourselves then in this moment where not only does, is the virgin uh, 
is, is God implanted in the virgin, but he's implanted in us in our hearts so that we can be, in that sense, uh, like her, you know, in, in these things of her life, be, be united to Christ, to be holy, to step into this sanctified life that God has given to us. Um, St. Gregory Palamas uh, was a great defender of this, this, um, this reality that we, when, when we are united to Christ and Christ is in us, we partake of the divine energies. The argument was that we didn't partake of the divine, we partake of something created. Palamas argued, as the fathers had argued before him, that it wasn't a created energy, it was the uncreated energy of God, the very light of God in us. And thus we could not only participate in the light, but we could know God, know him, not just about him, but we could know him in our, in our hearts, in, our, in, our, in, in the depth of our being. We could know him. St. Paul says, St. Peter says, we're partakers of divine nature. What's that mean? It means that when Christ indwells us, we partake of the divine energies and become like him. God became man so man might become who said that? Oh, St. Athanasius. God's, right? Little G, like God. Like him, just like him. Okay, Not in his nature, but in his energies we become like him. This is a powerful thing. That's why we say today is revealed the mystery from all eternity. The mystery is that God has become man so we can, he can indwell in us and we can become like him. You're not excited. This is like awesome. I can become like God. I can become like Christ. This is a powerful thing to know this. The, the thing is, the focus then for us has to be internal. We have to think internally. Turn to God. God is the center of my life. God is the focus. My Lord and Master, right? This is, this is where I go with this. I have to find that place. Live in that place. Let that pace be the center of my life. So God helping us, may we be sanctified as he sanctified all mankind through his, uh, through his incarnation. Mary's response is interesting. Um, her first response was when Gabriel came to her, she said, how can this be? It's actually a pretty good question. <laughs> I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. And you're telling me I'm going to be, I have a baby? This, how can this be? So she, she wonders. You know, in the Akathist hymn, it's very interesting because it is a great mystery, and we can't really understand beyond just the idea of it. But in the uh, Akathist hymn to the Mother of God on this feast, it says, this very moment uh, makes the logicians illogical. All the logic people find there's no logic in this. Okay. The other one that I love about this very moment, it says, the ready-voiced orators become voiceless as fish. <laughs> you think that 
all the people that know, they can't talk about it, right? God becomes man in the womb of a virgin. It's beyond science, beyond everything else. It's, a, it's, it's God acting in behalf of mankind. The ready-voiced orators become voiceless as fish. <laughs> they can't make sense of it. And that's what God wants. Mystery. We, don't, we can't know these things. Mystery. When we come to this moment of mystery, it's really important that it doesn't turn us to doubt. Because we have this desire to know. I have to know this. I have to know that. I have to know this. Um, Mother Victoria wrote um, in one of her newsletters, and this was about the, uh, uh, the angels in regard to coming to the Virgin at Nativity. Uh, and it's about wonder, finding wonder rather than doubt. Let me read this to you. The angels followed the opposite path rather than doubt. And when we encounter the unknown and unexpected, we do well to emulate them, to follow wonder. Astonished and at sometimes perhaps the same unexpected, unimaginable things that astonish the angels, perhaps things entirely new and different, we will do well to bring to mind our surpassing ignorance. <laughs> You can't get this. God knows this and you don't. Is that okay with you? <laughs> New knowledge may astonish and astound us and seem to cast into doubt all our old knowledge. Would we not do better to allow ourselves to proceed from astonishment to wonder, embracing the mystery rather than doubt? Thus we might then proceed from wonder to joy? and joy to thanksgiving, that we might worship, praise, and glorify God throughout eternity. You see what wonder can do for you? It can take you into joy, into worshiping the undivided Trinity, in honoring the saints, the mother of God, and all that have gone before us. We need wonder. Don't run away from it. It's a beautiful thing. So, that's enough of that. Uh, the angel Gabriel, coming to the virgin, uh, he uses words in the hymnody, uh, what shall I call you? Because he sees this mystery right in front of him. There's a woman that's going to contain God. The uncontainable God's going to be contained in the womb of a virgin. What am I going to call you? He says, paradise, for in you is the divine plant. Do we call you heaven? For in you is the son of righteousness. Hail, full of grace, you're the tabernacle, you're the altar, you're the ladder. See, so this, this sense of, of Gabriel's uh, kind of uh, devotion to her uh, what shall I call you? This is a special thing and a special moment. 
in, in the life, in, in creation. And so for us, we need to find for ourselves a sense of devotion to the mother of God. This is the, this is the life of the church for us, is that when we remember her, we, we find a sense of devotion to her. That's why we call her the ladder, the tabernacle, the altar of God, these things, because they allow us to, 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 to express devotion toward her, because she is the means by which God became man. So we find great devotion to her. It, the church is critically uh, objective that we don't worship her, but we find devotion for her. We venerate her. We honor her in our devotion to her. That's why these feasts, these moments are so important because they allow us that opportunity to, to show devotion to the mother of God. She says, she says this in the Gospel of Luke. All generations will call me blessed. Devotion. We need to have that as a part of our life. I would encourage you all to have a prayer to the mother of God and try to do that daily. Even if you just say, mother of God, have mercy on me. Mother of God, save me. Through the prayers of the mother of God, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. But something that every day you are showing devotion to her. Because you know something? She loves you. And she knows you. And she wants to help you. She wants to intercede for you. I just encourage you there. So for today, what is being announced to us personally? So the first question we ask ourselves is, Christ being born in me. Is he being born in me? Is he, is he the center of my life? Is he my master and my Lord? Is there other things on that throne? Other things that sit on that throne? Does God sit first on that throne? That's our effort. Because uh, in my experience, in my own life, there's a lot of other things that want to jump on that throne. And they, and, they, and they come at me a lot. This is a very bad time for basketball fans uh, and very bad time for Christians that want to be really strong Christians and have the Lord and Master of their life. And if you're a basketball fan, you're in the middle of March Madness, and it is really fun. <laughs> you have to be able to just know. It's okay. I'll watch a little bit. I'll get away from a little bit. You know, we, people are making all their predictions and stuff and falling apart left and right because the master of our life is March Madness, college basketball. No, keep the Lord up there. Keep the Lord up there. Enjoy it. Enjoy the things of this life, but don't let anything bump off Christ. Keep him as master. Very important. So he be born in us. There's a beautiful prayer in the Psalms. The Lord's my strength. I will love you, Lord, my strength. You're my firm foundation. My, you're my refuge and you're my deliverer. We need to hold on to that. And then finally, is Christ being born through us? Do we express that love of God, that love of neighbor? Is that coming out of us? Do we share Christ 
to others in this world? Are his love for the world, his love for others, is that what we are? So we need to make that commitment as well. Not only Christ in us, be born in us, but we need to share Christ with others. And so may her prayers and her example to us be um, a positive thing, something that moves us in the direction uh, to glorify God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.